Are you running Treadstone? What is up, my friends? This is Gary. Hey, welcome to Hoops and Cards. It is great to be with you on a gorgeous Thursday morning, the day of the Pro Football Hall of Fame game here in Canton, Ohio. Yeah, actually, most of the time I record or broadcast this uh, this little show from right between Akron and Canton. So, I mean, I'm, I'm right at the county border, and uh, often these cities are combined in... Uh, what what goes on here? There's the airport that they share. It's called the Canton Akron Airport. I'm not even sure why Canton got to go first, but probably because it's like two exits from the Hall of Fame. Anyway, hope you are doing well. How how are you? How how, how are we feeling? Basketball card investors and collectors, because uh, you hear me say this a lot. It's August. It's August. And, you know, every once in a while, I'll check out ESPN.com or different NBA sites or even basketball card stuff. And we're just on a, we're on pause. It's not top of mind for most sports card investors and collectors. I mean, if we had to do a quick review of what they are thinking about, Maybe it's uh, Major League Baseball with the big Juan Soto trade and some of the big names and prospects that are getting called up. Maybe it's Formula One. Maybe it's today's the Hall of Fame game, the first NFL pretend preseason game where, I mean, the two best players on the Jaguars, well, two of them, two of the most recognized players, (laughs) Trevor Lawrence... Travis Etienne, not even going to dress. I I think they're just going to stand there on the sidelines and wave at people. I I don't know. The NFL preseason where, as as a Cleveland Browns fan, our motto is, don't get hurt. I don't know how many times we've had a star player get injured in the preseason and out for the year. So, yeah, other things are front and center in the sports card market, too. And, uh, you know, if you, if you were to ask, yeah, Gary, how how are you doing as a collector? Let me put the, put the podcast aside for a moment, the hoopsandcards.com stuff, which, uh, we're, we're absolutely loving. And I think you guys, we, it helps me get through some of these boring, uh, what do we talk about seasons of the year? And here's where I'm at. I'm the guy who loves to talk about buying season and bargains and underrated players most of the time. And uh, with the card market already down and prices already looking like 
relative bargains compared to previous years. I, I know there's no guarantee that cards will go back up, uh, that the market will get a big influx of investors and things. I, I think there's a lot of good signs that that's, that's on the horizon. But especially for the basketball market right now where it's just not... I mean, people aren't watching basketball. They're not thinking basketball, except when, you know, if all you follow on Instagram are basketball people, then you'll see, hey, LeBron showed up to this and that summer league, and look at this dunk he did, and Malachi Flynn had 52 points in this summer league, and look how tall LeBron's youngest kid, Bryce James, has gotten. Like, uh, let's check in on the, the Brooklyn Nets where nothing is happening, you know, no trades of Kyrie or Kevin Durant, and nobody's... I don't know, man. So I'm a little bit... Let me let me say this. I'm excited about the card bargains, the opportunities that I've already taken. In fact, uh, I am what, what you would call overspent. Like, I have borrowed a little bit of money from uh, another account or two in my world and said, I got to get this card. I got to get these cards while I can or while I'm like it's on my my um want list for the summer and uh so so what I basically have done here in the last week or so with that is say all right I'm not dumping any I gotta sell some stuff but I'm not dumping anything I'm just gonna list stuff and see who's in who's interested who might buy and what I can get as far as offers on some things uh that goes from Certainly football cards, some basketball cards that I, I could get back out of. Some graded base cards that they just haven't hit the value that I that I hope for. Um, but yeah, I need to replenish the old cash account. I need to fill up the old uh, cash. <laughs> I need to get liquid, if you know what I'm saying. So I'm doing that. And this weekend, let me, let me say two things that are going on in my world this week. And maybe, maybe you that have come back from the national or you that you live in a place where, Hey, they do have monthly sports card shows, or you've got a sports card shop around you, or you're willing to drive to a place like Dallas or Miami or Vegas or San Diego, Pittsburgh, wherever you've got like a good sports card presence. And, um, you know, I, I'm looking at some of the cards I have, even some basketball cards and saying, all right, that's a great card. I'm glad I have that card, but I'd be willing to deal it if it got me into this card or another card. And that, that actually brings us to today's episode. I want to talk a bit about this 4G indress, in, indress, 4G investing strategy to look at different types of of players, different different types of, I think, risk levels. When you look at your approach to buying cards, this, this needs to be in the context of if I'm investing, if you're hoping to make money short or long term, and it's not about your PC, it's not, ooh, look at this really cool looking card I got that, you know, I don't care that it's down 20%, I just love having it, you know, Hashtag net marvels. Like I, I have cards I like that I just want to keep. But I have to remember, uh, you know, as I'm in the in this space where I'm borrowing money from other accounts here to buy cards. That actually, when I started this whole thing in uh, December of 19, 
what I was doing at the time, you guys, was I said, all right, I've got some old sports cards that I'm just going to dig through and list on eBay and sell and use that cash, use that money to gradually build up my sports card collection, portfolio, investments, but to just make, I had like, A, have fun, B, make it, make as much money as possible. I almost said make a ton of money, but I want to, I want to say my expectations have cooled a bit thanks to uh, the market correction and thanks to PSA not doing me right. But I can't blame them. Like you send your cards away to some place in California and they don't guarantee stuff and you pay for the cheap version of it. And, you know, so I got back, uh, actually it's being shipped right now. I'll probably get it today or tomorrow. Uh, a shipment of 11 value modern cards that I had, uh, sent in for grading in May of 21. And this was a, a batch of goats. That's what we want to talk about today. 4g investing. There's the guesses risky guys that you think have some upside that they're not so expensive yet. You want to roll the dice. You want to take a flyer, whatever phrase you want to use on guys like, excuse me, they can be as unknown and unproven as Brandon Boston Jr. Or they can be as speculated or hyped about as maybe, uh, now Cameron Thomas is becoming for Brooklyn or a guy like, uh, Bones Highland, who I really, really like in the uh, guest category. They're those, you know, with upside. Then there's also the good players that uh, maybe they're already known. They're already starting. They, they may have made an all-star team or two. And you say, man, by now I think everybody knows Desmond Bain is good. And everybody knows RJ Barrett is good. And you can even look back on guys that have played for a while and say, hey, um, Brandon Ingram is good. I think Chris Middleton is good. I think he's borderline great, and that's the next category. Greats would be guys who are multiple all-stars, building up a championship resume or legacy. Uh, maybe they're a shoe-in for the Hall of Fame. Maybe they're not. But guys that are certainly in the great category, that's when you're starting to talk uh, Jason Tatum, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Dirk Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade. Well, and now I might start to bleed into today's topic, the GOATs, the greatest of all time. And I, you can't limit it to just one player, but I would say guys that are in the conversation, there's certainly guys, I think a prerequisite for these players is they have to have been in the NBA's 75th anniversary top 75 players. Like if they're not in that conversation or they weren't at that ceremony at the All-Star game in February, then I would say they're not they're not on my radar as far as a future goat. I mean, unless you want to talk, hey, what do you think Cade Cunningham and Paolo Banchero will be like in 15 years? Like, those are guesses, right, on what they're going to do future-wise. But I'm talking about goats that we know about. They've got to at least be in that top 75. And I would say for goat status, certainly the top five when it comes to card investing. And I would probably say the top 15. Carry, carry a different level of uh, seriousness, a different level of greatness. This is, I can't keep using terms that I just used. A different level of <clears throat> legend that's going to outlive them. Like some of those guys that have, have had legacy lasting for 40, 50, 60 years. I'm talking about Bill Russell. 
may he rest in peace and grateful for his legacy as a basketball player and as a person. I'm also talking about Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Dr. J, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Some of these guys are not just awesome Hall of Famers that have, but these are the guys that kids for a generation grew up imitating, playing, collecting their cards even, and saying, I want to be like Mike. I want to be like Michael Jordan someday. I want to be like Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant. I think his, uh, his achievements and what he's done overall for the game, even though he's uh, not the most dynamic player or the dynamic person, but Tim Duncan gets ignored in a lot of these conversations and maybe he shouldn't be. And then there's the recent guys that are on, on their way to GOAT status. LeBron James, Stephen Curry. I think Giannis Antetokounmpo is on track for that. There's a case and a conversation to be made about Kawhi Leonard, but he's probably not there yet. And so today's topic, when I said I uh, got hammered by PSA, uh, they sent back 11 cards and I was hoping for at least one, give me one of these as a 10. But what I sent them were a couple of Jordans, uh, I think six LeBron James cards, two, maybe three Kobe's, and one that didn't belong. Like, which one of these is not like the other? Well, the Donovan Mitchell uh, base optic does not look like a good choice. But it was a year and a half ago. Get off my back. What was I supposed to do? I thought, I mean, Donovan Mitchell was putting up 40s every night in the in the playoffs. What am I supposed to do? Not get his gem cards graded? So I... But they sent, they, they're sending it back to me with two of my 11 cards that didn't even make the minimum grade. I said, give me something that's at least a seven or send it back. Well, I got two, one that I'm really disappointed in. Uh, no, not really, I guess, I guess mildly disappointed in. During that time, I was buying uh, cheaper raw LeBrons that looked good to me that I thought, you know what? Either way, I'm gonna keep this card if it if it tens or if it sevens, I don't care. Well, I, I prefer a ten, you know. Same thing with some Kobe's that I found in a guy's like five dollar, ten dollar box. You know, the cheaper versions of his rookies are a beautiful parallel that um, we'll just call it the hidden gems from the year two thousand. I think those are nice looking. I uh, thought it was a nine or a ten. Let's just say I I'm questioning everything right now because it's coming back as a seven, kids and. Uh, Maybe I'll video the unboxing with a... I'll, I'll unbox the PSA thing along with unboxing a box of Kleenex because no 10s. A couple of my LeBrons were 8s. Not happy about that. Four of those six LeBrons, I think, four, are 9s. And there's a massive difference. <laughs> In case you haven't seen this yet, there is a massive difference between the value or usual sales on a PSA 10 as opposed to a PSA 9 of just about any card. So I'm like, Gah. and then I'm like, Gah. so then we say, Gah. oh my, I am going to take a break and be right back. What's up, everybody? This is Gary from Hoops and Cards. I'm so glad you are listening and uh, hopefully getting some value that we want to give ideas, encouragement, opportunities, recommendations, experiences, stories for basketball card collectors and investors. Try to say that 82 times fast. I can't do it. I don't even know why you try. What a waste. But what isn't a waste is you subscribing to Hoops Plus. It says, I want to support 
the hoops and cards movement. I want to get more podcasts uh, during the week from hoopsandcards.com. I want to hear regularly the monthly Hoops Insider e-newsletter we send out that's got great ideas for you and then the chance to win monthly prizes. That is Hoops Plus. You can join today by going to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. That's a mouthful. Let me say it again. Anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe to get started. It's just $4.99 a month. That is cheaper than a base rookie card of Sadiq Bay from, you know, maybe select uh, hobby boxes. You know what I'm saying? So you don't need that Sadiq Bay anyway. You've got enough Sadiq Bay cards lying around. Why not just jump in, get Hoops Plus, and say, look at man, I'm part of this great community, this global community of basketball card collectors and investors, where Gary gets on and tells us like every day. Well, not every day. But you know what I'm saying. So let's do it, Hoops Plus. Come on. Oh, put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet. So one of the reasons I wanted to talk about goats today, some of the greatest players in the history of basketball and and considering buying their cards, adding them to your portfolio, investing I mean, there's the obvious timing right now as the market is down and it's not basketball season that a lot of people are selling uh, cards for LeBron uh, and Kobe and Michael and those guys cheaper than usual or cheaper than they've ever been in a lot of cases. And so now is a good buying opportunity if you need to uh, rebalance your portfolio. I'm, I'm there. I have uh, so many cards that I have bought or pulled out of dollar, five dollar, ten dollar box, you know, range cards that are fifty dollars or less of rookies or of guys in the last the last four years. And where I think I've missed the mark is besides LeBron, I've missed the chance to buy or to save up and buy rookie cards of some of the goats or even guys that could be future goats. Now I don't know that we have a lot of those in the league right now, but you get my point players that uh, will be among the greatest players in their generation or the greatest players in their decade. And now is a great time to consider things like Giannis Antetokounmpo rookies. There are a lot of different price points. I mean, you could get a, a raw prestige Giannis rookie for probably a hundred bucks, maybe a little bit more. That's that's good. That's that's one place to start. You could go in with some friends and do like a, a share, a shared purchase of a larger Giannis rookie card, a PSA 10 even of his Prism rookie. There's, I'm just saying now is the time. And, and so I, part of this is for me to just have a couple of cards on my get list, a couple of cards on my shopping list or trade into list. That may be my best play actually is to trade five or 10 cards that are, you know, in the 30, 40, $50 range, as far as what they're worth or what they're going for to get one card that's in the 350 to 500 range of a goat that I just, I'm just saying, because I don't have a lot of those. I would, I would say the only really good goat card that I have that, that should be an investment. And this will let you know kind of where I'm at as an investor. I've got the LeBron James 
Tops rookie from 2003, card 221, where he's in the white suit that he wore for the NBA draft that night. You know, and you're in your hat and you're meeting the commissioner. You remember that moment. And uh, <clears throat> it's a big moment. But, you know, that's, the, that's a card that maybe 350 to $450. And maybe I should sell it once I get a percentage profit into that, you know. Uh, I need to look at other, like Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, all the guys I mentioned before, Giannis, and say, all right, should I be looking at a nice Kobe Bryant rookie from 1996 now? Well, there's uh, a bit of a, a down curve. Should I be looking at a Kawhi Leonard 2012 Prism PSA 10 rookie? Yes, <laughs> yes, a Steph Curry rookie card from 2008. Uh, there are other players you might consider and say, well, they're not, maybe the Joker, maybe James Harden, Kevin Durant. There are other players you might have in this conversation. It's funny that I said Harden, but see what I'm saying? That instead of always looking at the maybes or the futures or the the young rising stars. Like if you've got all of your money, you consider this a business or an investment for you and all your money is in Luka Doncic, that's a problem. Or all your money is in Ja and Zion, that's a problem. Because look, Zion goes out for a year, boom, your 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 investment tanks. And it did. Maybe now's the time to buy back in. Some people are doing that because they see Zion having the upside of a future goat. I don't know. Like dude's got to stay healthy for more than five minutes for me to say that. But obviously when he plays, he does well, you know? Um, so the challenge today is to say, all right, if you are into collecting and investing in goats, which cards do you have that are worth more than 100 or worth more than 200 or that maybe historically they've been way higher in value, but right now might be a good time to buy in on one. I personally have, uh, as I've mentioned it, a Kawhi Leonard rookie and a Giannis rookie on my list. Jordan, I think he's somewhere after that because I see the upside of the cards for Kawhi and Giannis more happening in the next 12 months. I see Jordan as a better long-term investment. Some of the things with goats, they've already got some value because everybody knows their names and they're awesome and their cards have been out for a while and people are already spending lots of money for Steph Curry and Kobe Bryant rookies and maybe you have too. True, that's so true. I would like to, to focus on cards that Hey, uh, that's one of the greatest players of his generation. And he's down right now compared to the last 12 months. And if I have to keep the card for 10 years, I'll be glad I did. Like to be able to think short term and long term. I think that's one of the nice things about LeBron James is because he's still playing and adding to that legacy and could pass the scoring you know, scoring title uh, this year. That's very possible. And the Lakers could contend again, or he could be on another championship team somewhere else. He has some big moments ahead of him and he's got long-term stability kind of built into his cards. And so I like him as short-term and long-term investments. I would love to hear which goats you guys focus in on because I can't buy all of them. I don't really like all of them, but to have maybe 20 to 25% of my card investments in goats, especially goats that have the chance to regain or increase in value over the next six months, that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. And I think even as the, the NBA season gets closer to starting, people will be more interested again in buying Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant just because basketball is back on their radar. So 
That's my thought. Those are my encouragements to you guys when it comes to the 4G investing. I almost said investing strategy. Investing strategy. Have some goats. I've had LeBron from the beginning. I wish instead of buying a lot of LeBron cheap cards, I had bought, you know, I have 60 good LeBron cards. I wish I had five awesome LeBron cards. So you do you. I mean, I had to start small budget wise and maybe I thought I could continue flipping smaller cards like you could in the early uh, months of 2000, but or 2020, but now it's just a different planet. You know, if you buy a card that's down 50 to 75% from when it was basketball season, now you get in on it and you sell it when it's regained that, you know, even if it's regained 40% of that in the next season, there are ways to do this. I would suggest picking two or three goats that are a part of your portfolio. I'm not going to pick them for you, but if you need to, I mean, LeBron and Michael, there, you're welcome. What a powerful podcast this was. He said, LeBron and Michael are good guys to buy. Yep, not rocket science, but the cards, graded is better, closer to their rookie years. Not always base cards, autos or game used patches. Those are nice. Those are nice. That was nice. Get a Jordan game used anything. Wow, right? Or an auto of any of those guys that has not only sustainable value, but considerable upside. So that's what I got for you. Again, love to hear your experiences or goats that you are looking to get in on or watching guys in our Hoops Plus community post their picks on the Discord of goats they've landed. I love it. You can buy cheap goats as well. That's the thing. They're always making cards of LeBron and Steph Curry that are nice from this year. You know, those press-proof net marvels, the silvers, the numbers to... You know, the, the downtowns, the all, all there's all every year, every year, it seems like there's new versions of goat cards that would be worth a look or adding to your portfolio. So go get them, you guys, basketball card investors and collectors around the world. Thanks for listening. So great to be with you. Hope you have an awesome week. This has been Gary at Hoops and Cards signing off. Hey, guys. Oh, big goals, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Hold on to your butts.